At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, people? Happy Friday. Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can follow me along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 for VEASAN at VEASAN Live on the tweets. And you know where we're broadcasting from, folks. We are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. We got a packed sportsbook right now because, look, a big college football game with Cincinnati fighting for their playoff lives. We got a bunch of NBA, NHL, and a big NFL slate to look forward to for Week 10. Helping us dive into that in a half hour in his regular spot, James Salinas. He's a former Super Contest champ and has been doing wonderful work not only with VEASAN, but when he joins us every single Friday, he co-hosts Pro Football Blitz with another Super Contest champ. Brady Cannon, their show Saturday and Sunday, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. But, of course, we'll get a little snippet of some of James' action in a half hour. Before James, though, another VEASAN host, co-host of Odds On alongside Mike Palm, it's Amal Shaw. And Amal's going to be going deep into the college football slate, getting us prepared for everything tomorrow. A good one to look forward to with a lot of implications on the line. So Amal will be giving us a lot of his best bets, leans, insight, and much more in terms of the college football slate. It is a Friday, so the end of the show in about 45 minutes, I'll be recapping some of my best plays that I did pull the trigger on earlier in the week that I'm playing tonight with one NBA play and a teaser to look ahead for the Sunday NFL game, or games rather, but look, uh, since it is Friday, too, you know how we kick things off. We also give some best bets in terms of the props we're looking forward to 
this Sunday. So let's kick things off with Prop Shelf. Some of those top props that I'm looking to play or at least strongly considering for NFL Week 10. And for a couple of the props that I am playing, we are going to take it out to the West Coast Chargers and Vikings. Prop shelf, we begin with Kirk Cousins and his passing yards prop of 274 and a half over under minus 115 each way for Cousins. I'm fading Kirk in this spot. He's averaging 267 and a half passing yards per game as of this point, so he is averaging under his prop mark already. He's been held under this mark in four out of eight games, so half he's gone over, half he has stayed under. But the last two games, he hasn't even eclipsed 200 passing yards. And the last game featured a matchup against the Ravens, whose secondary isn't the best per se, and also a game that went into overtime and he couldn't even get to 200. So what is going to be the difference here? Why do I think Kirk is going to continue to struggle? Look at his opponent he's facing. This Chargers team is pretty dang solid when it comes to defending the pass. They're ninth in DVOA pass defense, plus they're allowing just 6.6 .6 yards per pass attempt against their opponents per game, right? So look, you factor that in. You also factor all together opposing quarterbacks averaging just 210 passing yards per game. Why would I think that Kirk Cousins is going to be going over it now? This Vikings offense would love to filter the ball through Dalvin Cook, would love to get Alexander Madison involved against the team with the worst run DVOA defense, ranking 32nd in the National Football League. We are all more than aware of the struggles the Chargers have had against the run. You think that if the Vikings had the opportunity to just keep controlling the tempo with that, that they wouldn't take it? Of course that's going to be their game plan coming into this. And even if it wasn't, even if they're trying to split the reps, again, the secondary for the Chargers has really been solid thus far. And Kirk couldn't get over 200 the past couple of weeks. I don't think anything – well, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to get over 200, but I don't think he's going to come close to getting over 274.5 when the opportunities to thrive offensively for Minnesota is going to be on the ground attack where arguably their best player resides in Dalvin Cook. Plus, you look at the opposing quarterbacks against the Chargers, only one has gone over 274.5. Oddly enough, it was Baker Mayfield, the guy who doesn't sling the pigskin too much, but that was in that game where, what, the final score was like 45 to 41, whatever it was, where they were both in the 40s. So the balls were flying back and forth, left and right, passing like it was, I don't even know, like their last game of the season, and that's all they had left. But Baker had 305. Both teams scored in the 40s. So, yeah, it's not surprising that he was able to throw for over 300 passing yards. That's not the type of game this one's going to be. The, uh, the Vikings are going to look to implement their ground attack, and why shouldn't they? Again, 32nd in DVOA run defense is this Chargers team. So Kirk Cousins under 274.5 passing yards on Sunday. But let's keep it in this game, and look, we're assuming that the ground game is going to be a main focus for the Vikings, and I think it can be enough for the Chargers as well. Let's talk about Austin Eckler and his rushing yards prop. 60 and a half is the number we're seeing posted. Over minus 115, under about minus 114. Now, as of this point, Austin Eckler's only averaging 60 rushing yards per game. The Chargers, as we know, are a team offensively that likes to rely on the passing game. I have no problem with that. I have no issues with it. That's the Brandon Staley type of mentality and philosophy, which is why I, you know, I'm betting him to win coach of the year, among many other things. I think it's a successful formula. And Austin Eckler has only gone over this in three out of eight games. He's averaging about 12 and a half carries per contest for 4.7 yards per carry. So when he gets his opportunities, he is making the most of it. But why would I bet his over if he's only gone over it three out of eight games? 
It's because of the opponent. Opponent, opponent, opponent. This Vikings team ranks 26 in DVOA run defense. They're also pretty brutal in defending the run. Opposing running backs getting 4.8 yards per carry. And overall, 137 rushing yards per game. I'm going into this with the thought process that the Chargers probably are going to win this game. I'm not ultra confident in it because, again, you know what you say about the Vikings. They love to shoot themselves in the foot, and it's uncanny that every game is going to come down to a field goal virtually or at least a one-possession game. So it's probably not going to be dominant enough for them to solely focus on winding out the clock and running the ball. But I do think they realize the weakness of their defense. They realize that they got to control the clock as well, and Austin Eckler can take advantage of this weak run defense that Minnesota possesses. And oddly enough, they, you know, their defense really isn't that great, but DVOA-wise against the pass, Minnesota's third. So maybe they will have to utilize Eckler more. That's what I'm banking on. You're getting a shorter number than you typically would with a starting running back. So I'm going with Austin Eckler over 60 and a half rushing yards also in that Minnesota and Los Angeles game. So those are the two I'm officially playing. We're going Eckler over 60 and a half, Kirk Cousins over 274 and a half. But now let me spend a couple more minutes talking about some other props that I'm strongly considering, have not played yet. But look, as long as I can kind of guide you to it, I'll let you make the judgment from that point on. But let's talk about Dak Prescott. Cowboys looking to really just have a way better performance than they did with their lackluster one this past week against the Broncos. Now they get the Falcons, who, let's be honest, Atlanta's pretty brutal both against the run and pass. Let's talk about Dak Prescott and his touchdown passes prop. I mean, two and a half is where we're seeing it, and they're giving you plus money to the over, about plus 108, plus 110 around that mark. The under's minus 145 or so. And if this was more of about, you know, say minus 110, minus 113 each way, I probably wouldn't be as intrigued. But the fact that the overs plus money, it's drawing my attention because Dak is averaging about 2.6 touchdown passes per game, and he's thrown at least three touchdown passes in every single game except for two. That was last week in that fluky game against Denver where he had two, and then against the Chargers in week two, he only he had none. Okay, that was kind of an odd game also, but that was at the very beginning of the year. Again, Atlanta's defense, nothing to write home about. They have 17 total touchdown passes is what they've allowed against their defense. Um, and they're, you know, the average it out, it's about 2.1 per game. Looking at the quarterbacks who have gone over two and a half, this is also a little bit funny because, look, Jalen Hurts was able to throw three touchdown passes against the Falcons. Taylor Heineke was able to get three. Tom Brady was able to get five. That makes sense. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa got four against him. I mean, come on. And you're telling me Dak Prescott can't get at least three and they're giving you a plus money for it? Something to strongly consider. The quarterbacks who didn't, you know, you had Sam Darnold who didn't. Sam Darnold's not even playing this week. He stinks. Everybody who touted him at the beginning, where are you now? You're not talking about him at all. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't get over. Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Zach Wilson having a bad start to his rookie year, not even playing recently. And even Trevor Simeon even got two touchdowns. He stayed under it, but it's Trevor Simeon, and he was able to get two. Dak Prescott, a way more reliable quarterback than those guys who didn't get over it. So the fact that it's plus money, I think you should strongly consider Prescott over two and a half touchdown passes plus 110. The only reason why it's not an official play is if this game gets out of hand. If the Cowboys, you know, they're ticked off from last week. The Falcons, they're happy about their win last week, but they're kind of coming in maybe not as geared up as they normally would be. This could be a big running game. The Cowboys trying to control the clock. They don't have to throw it because they're feeling pretty comfortable. That would be my slight fear in this spot. So a very strong lean to the over. Haven't gotten there yet, but consider Dak Prescott 
over two and a half passing touchdowns plus 110. And then finally, the other prop I think you should consider Adrian Peterson and his rushing yards under 33 and a half minus 115. This was actually shaded to the over originally, and then it kind of flip-flopped. The over was like minus 117. Now the over is minus 113. Under is the favorite minus 115. Look, I get it. Adrian Peterson seen him back was all fun and games. I had a bet on him to get any time touchdown score, so I was happy to see it happen. But ultimately, he only got 10 carries for 21 yards. And he did lead the team in carries, believe it or not, uh, in his first game back in quite some time against the Rams. The Rams have a good defense. We know this. The Saints even better against the run. Saints are number one in DVOA run defense. They're allowing running backs 53 rushing yards per game and just 3.2 yards per carry. The running backs who got over, Christian McCaffrey got 72, but he did it on 24 carries. Barkley got 52. Saquon's still a stud despite his injuries and struggles with the line that the Giants have. That was on 13 carries. Gibson got 60 on 20 carries. Peterson's not getting 20-plus carries, guys. And Alex Collins got just 35 on 16 carries. Adrian Peterson is nowhere near as dominant as any of these guys. You know, he's coming off the couch for this team at this point. The Titans may not even be leading in this game. I kind of think the Saints keep this one close, and you got to think because of the dominance of the New Orleans Saints run defense, Peterson will not have a great day, and maybe they're going to go by the committee once again a little bit. McNichols could get some action. So look for Peterson to stay under 33 and a half, and also consider Prescott over two and a half touchdown passes. But our official plays, Cousins under 274 and a half passing yards, and Eckler over 60 and a half rushing yards. Coming up next, we're talking college football. Maul Shaw joining us. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare tired of restless nights meet lisa the sleep experts (sighs) here at lisa we know that good sleep is essential for mental physical and emotional health That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. 
That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got the Chicago City Cast, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and of course, the New York City Cast. So subscribe your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. You get hooked up five episodes a week, local sports betting content. Joining us now on Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Small Shaw, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk some college football leading in to the upcoming slate of games. And Amal, we've got plenty to dissect, so let's jump right in. Let's talk Oklahoma and Baylor, which we have to look forward to. And it seems like this is a popular play among VEASAN hosts. Um, I'm on Oklahoma in this game. Scott Seidenberg was as well. And I think there's a couple other people. Are you going to be riding the Oklahoma train like the rest of us? They're laying five in the hook against Baylor currently. Yeah, I, I like Oklahoma here. You know, as, as well as Baylor's played Dave Aranda's team, I don't know if Bohannon's going to be as effective as he is in some of the other games. But the Texas game was a game they could have come up short in, and they did a nice job. But I think Oklahoma coming off the bye, Danny, we started to see some glimpses going back three weeks to the KU second half, and then the game against Texas Tech. It looked like Oklahoma was starting to dominate dominate in a fashion you would have anticipated from this team coming into the season. So let's see if they can put a game together for 60 minutes on the road now in a tough environment in McLean Stadium. Yeah, and I think that's what not a lot of, I guess you could say, mainstream media people are talking about when you're looking at this game or just people in general is that Oklahoma, we have this notion of them getting off to the slow start, but they've really been picking it up as of late. So completely agree. Off the bye week, I think this is somewhat of a buy low spot in terms of the spread on Oklahoma. So you and I will be riding that one out together. Tell us about this Auburn and Mississippi State game. Similar spread here. It's five, except in favor of the home squad, Auburn. 50 and a half is his total. What kind of angle are you seeking out for this matchup? I think it's going to be a tight, tough matchup. You know, it depends on how effective Will Rogers can move this Mississippi State offense. I think Bo Nix has played better than he's gotten credit for. People wrote off Auburn after the loss against uh, Penn State, and then they got trounced by Georgia at home. But this team has still played fairly well. You look at their losses on the road at Penn State, on the road in College Station, of course, the Bulldogs. No shame in those three losses. Uh, I think they've got a good opportunity here. I think this is a good um, Auburn defense. I have some question marks and some concerns about 
how effectively will Mississippi State be able to move the ball against this Tigers defense? Um, I lean towards Auburn here, but didn't play it at the five and a half. So it's kind of a tricky number, but I, I think Auburn wins this football game down on the plains. All right, Amal, let's switch gears, talk some Big Ten conference play. We've got Penn State and Michigan, the most exciting game to look forward to. And this line seems to be going back and forth. Michigan now is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This total is 49. I, it, it, you know, with the old adage, if you had to put a gun to your head, for me, I guess I would lean Penn State, Amal. I mean, Jim Harbaugh in a big spot. We know how that typically goes. You as an Ohio State alum definitely know how that goes. Do you think, though, that this almost benefits Michigan that this is at a at uh, 11 a.m. going on the road to Happy Valley. Is that going to be a significant difference in terms of handicapping? Yeah, I, I think usually when you play in state college, especially the later in the day or even a night game, it's much more difficult. Uh, I think this could potentially benefit Michigan early on. But look, the reality of it is I think Penn State's got a very good defense, an elite defense, but they've lacked a consistent running game all year long. And if you're going to be one-dimensional against a team like Michigan, particularly against that defense, I think it's going to be a real challenge. If you look at why Michigan State was successful, it was because of Kenneth Walker on the ground. I don't know if uh, Penn State, whether it be Noah Kane or anyone else on that team, can duplicate what they've been able to do previously against the Michigan defense by the Spartans. And if you've got to rely on Sean Clifford, I think you can be in a little bit of trouble. I think Michigan is just efficient enough offensively at the end of the day to be able to outscore Penn State here and a tight, hard-fought game. This feels like, to me, you know, 24-17, 27-20, something like that. But I think the Wolverines end up pulling this one out. All right. Well, speaking of Ohio State, how do you think your squad's going to do against Purdue? Purdue's been knocking over everybody left and right who has any hopes of making it deep in the postseason. Except, look, the Buckeyes up to a 21-point favorite. This totals at 63 and a half. I get that the Buckeyes haven't been world beaters as of late, Amal, but when this was under 21, I actually kind of leaned toward the Buckeyes here. I mean, you got to think at some point Purdue just gives out and we're going to see this good performance from Ohio State, especially at home. Danny, I would agree with you. I think the Buckeyes are capable of playing far better than they have the last couple of weeks, particularly against Penn State in the red zone and against Nebraska, the way C.J. Stroud played. But when you look at a 21, it's a big number. And I don't think when you look at it from a perspective of Purdue, they're going to be intimidated. They went on the road to Iowa, dominated that football game. Iowa had no chance. Uh, and then you look at it against Michigan State. They put up 40 points. You look at what O'Connell and um, Bell have been able to do. Bell's got 22 catches against Iowa and Purdue, excuse me, against Michigan State, two top five teams when they played these opponents. Um, the big question mark for me is how much improved is the Ohio State defense? If it's as improved as it appears to be the last several weeks, then I think they should be able to win this game uh, and potentially cover the number. But I still think it's too many points. I like Purdue plus 21 here. Uh, I just think it's too high of a number. All right, last Big Ten game we'll get into, then we'll move out of the conference. Iowa and Minnesota, it's Iowa, so we got a short total here. 37 is the number, and it's still shaded to the under, minus 112. Uh, hosting Minnesota, the Hawkeyes are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. This Gophers team is just such an enigma. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. Same could be said for Iowa. So for me, it's, it's a stay away, but do you have any lean in this game? Yeah, I lean towards Minnesota here. This Minnesota team seems to play up or down to the level of their competition, and I think this is a game they'll get up for with Iowa. Uh, it is a pretty good rivalry matchup, but to me, this Iowa team is just inconsistent offensively. They can't do a ton, and I think it's going to be a real problem when you look at it from that perspective. So uh, I, I like uh, Minnesota here catching four and a half or five. 
All right, let's go to the SEC, Tennessee and Georgia. Seems like the Volunteers are kind of a popular play. This number was at about 20 and a half or so. It's gone down to 19 and a half for Tennessee being the home dog. This total's at 56. Why do you think this week people are a little bit unsure of Georgia laying the high spread? You know, I just think with the style of play that Tennessee wants to employ, they feel that maybe that high-octane offense could get uh, Georgia fatigued. But, you know, you've got to complete passes. You've got to make some first downs. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that consistently against this Georgia defense. Nobody else has been able to do it so far. I don't know. And on the flip side, Tennessee, I think, will be very effective. Excuse me. Uh, Georgia will be effective moving the ball in this Tennessee defense. There's some concerns still with this Tennessee defense. They've, they've given up points in yardage to other, a lot of other opponents. So I'm not ready to back Tennessee in this particular spot. All right, Amal, then I know a game that you favored on odds on a little bit earlier today. You were talking about Arizona State and Washington. Arizona State is six-point favorite here. This total's at 45. Uh, you like the home dog in Washington here taking the points. Is that correct? I do, and I think this is going to be a good opportunity here for this team in this matchup. Um, I think it's just a few too many points. I don't think Arizona State should be laying more than two, two and a half here. Uh, this is still a very good Washington team. I know they've had their problems offensively with Dylan Morris, but if they can be consistent in terms of throwing the ball from time to time, I think Washington has a chance to be able to win this football game outright, let alone uh, in terms of just covering the spread. All right, and then another matchup that caught your attention and mine too, and, you know, I'm debating whether I should play it or not. Notre Dame and Virginia, the fighting Irish laying five and a half. His total's at 64 and a half. This seems like a spot where Notre Dame would fall victim and probably get upset. But you have the uncertainty with Virginia's quarterback. And to me, Virginia really hasn't played well against top-tier teams, which, you know, you would consider Notre Dame in this matchup. So I tend to lean toward Notre Dame. Which side are you gravitating toward? Uh, I like Notre Dame. This is the fiercest competition that Virginia has played all year. I think they'll face some challenges offensively, whether Armstrong's able to go or not. But more importantly, I think this Notre Dame team uh, offensively is going to have a field day. I mean, we saw what Wake Forest, we saw what BYU was able to do against them. And I know that those two teams are probably slightly better than Notre Dame offensively. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to be able to slow down this running game. And then at times you can attack with the passing game. I like Notre Dame to be able to win this game comfortably. Okay, all right. Giving good confidence for everybody back in Notre Dame if Amal's on your side. And then Amal, final game here, about 30 seconds. Oregon, Washington State, the Ducks laying 13 in the hook with a total of 57. What you got here? Yeah, I love Wazoo. I took them plus 14. I think they've got a great chance to be competitive in this game. Outside of the games against Arizona, Colorado, and Stony Brook, Oregon has struggled to beat opponents in dominant fashion. They've won four out of their five other wins by uh, single digits, the other one by 10 points. So, I think Washington State, people are overlooking Jaden DeLora and um, Max Borgie. I think they're going to be able to move the ball effectively against the Ducks. There he is, Amal Shaw, rifling through some of the top games for the upcoming college football slate. Got to love it. Amal, we appreciate you taking some time. Best luck with all those plays this weekend. Thank you. Adam Allshaw one on Twitter, as always, where you can follow him and co-host of Odds On alongside Mike Baum right here on VEASAN Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. We'll get you covered throughout all the sports. Speaking of which, if you hear some noise in the background, us right here in the Bat River Sportsbook, uh, USF getting a pick six against Cincinnati, a game a lot of people's eyes are on. Can Cincinnati keep their playoff hopes alive? Not starting out well thus far, but hey, if you really like the Bearcats, maybe you in-game them now down, presumably 7-0, if they can get this in. 
Guy might have stepped out of bounds, so keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on the NFL next. James Salinas giving us some of his top plays here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here, and for only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now till the end of the NFL playoffs. That includes daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the CalTubes betting guide, which of course is out now. It's a great deal, only 99 bucks, and for the rest of the football season, so check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe. Again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to Rush Hour right here on vsin, the sports betting network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, at Danny Burke 5 on the tweets. Our next guest, James Salinas, the Friday frequent flyer at Rounding Again on Twitter, co-host of the Pro Football Blitz on the weekends alongside other Super Contest champ, Brady Cannon. Here we go, James. We got plenty to look forward to in a game that I know you got a lot on. Let's kick it off with the Patriots and the Browns. Cleveland dealing with some injuries, or rather just some absentees. Nick Chubb, as we know, dealing with COVID. Kareem Huntsville on the IR. See what Dearness Johnson can do, but a tough matchup in Foxborough against the Patriots. New England laying two and a half with a total at 45. What you got for us in this matchup? Danny, think about the running game and Dearness Johnson, you mentioned he will be the featured back here with no Chubb and Hunt. Now, the last time we really saw him be the featured back and really the only time we've really seen him be the featured back was a few weeks ago on that Thursday night in Cleveland against the Denver Broncos. But I think we have to consider and he had a tremendous game and the, and the Browns really they had that running game going. But we we know the style of, of running that it is a lot of it is plug and play when you talk about that stretch zone zone running game. But you got to consider where the Broncos were in that point on that Thursday. It was a short week for, for Denver, obviously having to travel, and their linebacking core was absolutely decimated. They had seven linebackers out or on injury reserve at that point. Von Miller was the only linebacker they had, but he's more he was more of a pass rusher, never really fit in the Fangio system, and he went down in that first half against the Browns, and that's really where the Browns were able to take advantage of the short week with the Broncos, not really being able to prepare and not having any of that that backside contained discipline in that run defense. And I think here with the Patriots, this is Bill Belichick. This team is going to be playing at home. They're a short favorite here, but thinking about Mayfield in this spot, and that's kind of what I'm really focused on here, Danny, is thinking about Baker Mayfield. Now we know the whole distraction of Odell Beckham Jr. He's gone. He's now in Los Angeles. Uh, that distraction has since passed. But I think for the Cleveland Browns in this pass attack, I think this is something where – uh, Baker Mayfield, he's going to want to show out here. He's going to want to show that, hey, I can I can make good decisions and be accurate with the football and make plays in the passing game without OBJ. Uh, but can he do that without the, the, the threat of the running game and a lot of the action that they like to, to run off that play action because of that running game? I think that's going to be a tall task. And I think with the Patriots, what we've seen so far this season, they run a lot of man. They've run man coverage on 50, 57% of their pass downs so far this season, and which has resulted in a league high of nine interceptions this season and opposing QBR of just 43. You think about how has Mayfield fared so far 
against man coverage. Well, he's got a QBR of 29, Danny, and that the only one that's got a worse QBR than Mayfield against man coverage is Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. So that's the company he keeps right now against man coverage. I just think this is a tall order with the Browns being banged up in the run game the way it is. It's now on Mayfield to go out and show out that he can prove that he can make plays in the passing game. But I don't like the matchup here against Belichick on the road, in this case here in New England, with the Patriots' short number sitting at two. I did take it, I, or I, I laid it with the Patriots minus two. And there's one other thing I'm looking for. It hasn't popped up yet, and I know you like to get into props, Danny. One of the props that I'm looking for is I'm looking for an interception prop. Now, Mayfield has only thrown – they haven't posted anything yet, but they will eventually. Uh, Mayfield's only thrown three interceptions this season. We talked about his struggles against man defense and how well the Patriots have been against man coverage and getting nine interceptions to league high. I think we're going to see Mayfield try to have to force the ball because they're not going to have opportunities to run the ball consistently. I think he's going to try to show out, prove – that OBJ is, is in the path and he can make plays. And I think he throws a pick and we should find a juicy number on that on a plus price to go over his interception prop because he's only thrown three interceptions. So that's one I'm looking for as well. But as far as a bet that I've made, Danny, give me the Patriots land the two. Prop is music to my ears, James. I'll certainly be on the lookout for that. You're right. It hasn't been posted right now, at least at Bet Rivers. So especially if it's going to be plus money, we'll definitely be scouring for that play. So we'll keep an eye out for Baker Mayfield. Tell us about the Saints and Titans game then, James. This is a very similar situation in terms of the spread, also being at 2.5, the home team, Tennessee, laying it. This total's at 44.5. I, I was kind of talking myself into New Orleans, James. Instead, I'm probably going to look to tease them up, and I'm kind of talking myself into the total going under here. What do you think occurs down in Tennessee? Initially, I was leaning towards the Saints in this matchup, but with the fact that Alvin Kamara now has officially been ruled as out, he will not be playing in this matchup on Sunday. And then the offensive line for the Saints, banged up. No Teron Armstrong on the left tackle. No left guard. Andrew Speed is on injured reserve. He is out. So offensive line beat up. Kamara's out. Where is the play going to come from? Who's going to make plays for the New Orleans Saints? Now they're down to their... Their backup quarterback with Trevor Simeon out there. Just not a lot of playmaking to be had. But what we know with the Saints is they pride themselves on defense and being being physical on the defensive. And I think their their pride was hurt. They gave up that lead late against the Atlanta Falcons. Thought it was a winner. Gave up a big play in the passing game late. So as far as that is concerned, I think here this to me is an under. I think this falls on Tannehill without the running game now with Derrick Henry. Falls on Tannehill to have to make the plays. I think it's going to be a very physical football game here, and uh, I think both sides is going to be a low-scoring game. The total's at 45. That's where I got it. I think it's 44.5. It's starting to drop. I got it at 45. I had to lay 15 cents, but I'm betting the under in this game. I'm going to take that under 45, laying $1.50. Yeah, I definitely like that under angle, even before Camaro was ruled out. So I'm with you there. I think it's going to be a slower-tempo game, two quarterbacks at – Really, I mean, with Simeon, we are just not completely sure on if we could trust him. And Tannehill is a run-first type of guy. So without Derrick Henry, we'll see what the Titans are going to be forced to do against a stout Saints defense. So I'm liking that angle of the under. What are you thinking then in your area out in Denver, James? Broncos hosting the Eagles. Denver coming off a momentous win against the Cowboys. And now they're laying two in the hook. This totals at 45 and a half. What is your angle in this game? Because I'm hearing it all over the place, whether some people like the over, taking the points, or Broncos hour. I'm hearing everything. What do you got? Well, right now I'm 
stuck because earlier, initially, I was leaning towards Denver in this spot, laying just the two and a half, less than a field goal at home. We know the the opportunity, how they really just – there was only one team out there that showed up last week in that win at Dallas and really just a complete – dead spot emotionally for the Dallas Cowboys coming off a very emotional win without their starting QB the week prior on Sunday night football in Minnesota. I think here, Danny, the the issue is, and this has come up today for the Denver Broncos. Now both starting tackles are not going to be playing in this game. They are both out. So Matthew, as well as uh, uh, left tackle is out as well. Now, don't forget that Glass now at the right guard position, he's on injured reserve and the left guard for the Denver Broncos, Dalton Reisner, he's been nursing a foot injury. He only practiced, he, he did not practice on Thursday. He was limited in today's walkthrough, Friday's walkthrough for the Broncos. So right now, offensive line is a complete mess. And I guess that's where you think about the Eagles side, that if there is one strength to that Eagles defense, it is that front four to be able to apply pressure and, and let those guys sit back and really kind of vanilla defense that we see out of the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think for the Broncos here, I'm 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 staying away from this game at least for now because of where we're at with the offensive line and the fact that COVID now COVID is running through this locker room the last couple of weeks. Now they won't have offensive coordinator Pat Shermer. If you're a Broncos fan, I think they're kind of rejoicing that Pat Shermer's not gonna be he's not gonna be in this game calling plays. It's most likely gonna be Mike Shula, who's the quarterback coach, but he's called plays before. He was the OC there in New York when Schumer was the head coach. But I think for the Broncos, that's going to be the challenge. What are you going to be able to do with that offensive line now that it's in such disarray and you're going to have a new play caller back there? I think you're going to have to run the football and, and shorten this game up. So this total sitting at 45, I think that's where I'm leading here. I know folks were thinking this might be a shootout with both of these defenses, with the Eagles defense being pretty soft. But I think with the, the state of the offensive line right now for the Broncos, the fact that they are going to have a change at offensive coordinator as far as the play calling is concerned. And this happened late in the week. It just was announced today that I think I'm looking at the under in this matchup sitting at 45. It's just a lean right now. No play as of yet, but yeah, if I had to make a bet today, it would be under 45 with the Broncos Eagles. James, unfortunately we are all out of time, my man, but as always appreciate your insight. Love hearing your thoughts on the upcoming NFL slate. We'll look forward to you and Brady hosting this weekend for more info, but thanks as always and best of luck. Absolutely. Best of luck to you, my man. Stay safe out there and have a fun weekend. You got it. There he is, James Salinas. Love having him on every single Friday. You can catch him on the tweets at Rounding Again. And like we said, co-hosting with Brady Cannon, both of them former Super Contest champs out there in Sin City. Pro Football Blitz, Saturdays and Sundays, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. James is holding the fourth down, though, in the Mile High City. You know, strong thoughts on that Broncos and Eagles matchup. I know he had some thoughts on the Chiefs and Raiders, so tune in this weekend. He will give you plenty more plays to look forward to. And that's what we're doing next. Coming up, Danny's Dimes. Stick around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the entire NFL season. They've been offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups, and they've brought back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. Don't forget, they also have their $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, welcome back. We are rounding out another edition of Rush Hour as we get you ready for the weekend filled with plenty of sports betting action. A lot of it going on right now, and 
Look, it's crowded here at the Bat River Sportsbook. If you're in the area, make your way down. Enjoy the food and the big screens. Fun time as always. But now as we are wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour, let's get into it with some of my best plays, not only for this evening, but tomorrow and Sunday. It is time for Danny's Dimes. My best bets. Let's kick it off with the NBA this evening. And a little bit random, but I was just kind of looking around and had some interest in this Nuggets and Hawks game. Will Barton. Points, rebounds, and assists, 24 and a half over under minus 115. I'm betting the over for Willie B. 24 and a half over points, rebounds, and assists. He's averaging 17 and a half points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game, and about four and a half assists per game as well. He has gone over this points, rebounds, and assists mark of 24 and a half in the last four games in a row, plus overall eight out of 11 games. You look at where he's really shooting this season, 40% of his shots coming from beyond the arc and 30% come at the rim. That's significant because the Hawks are allowing opponents to connect on 70% of their shots at the rim. Dead last in the NBA, 70%. Okay, and then from three-point, 35.2%, which is 20th, still bottom of the barrel. He's making 46% from three, which is in the 92nd percentile, incredibly impressive, and then 69% at the rim. So Barton offensively, if he can get you about 18 points or so, you got to figure he can get you over with the rebounds and assists, with which he's you know virtually both averaging about four and a half per game. Hawks also defensively have not been solid. They rank 25th in defensive effective field goal percentage at 54.2. I like the Nuggets outright in this game, if you're curious. I mean, Jokic is coming back in the mix, and the Hawks have just kind of been slow out of the gate. So I do lean Nuggets, but at the end of the day, the best bet for the NBA. And tonight overall, Will Barton, over 24.5 points, rebounds, and assists, minus 115. If you see a 25.5 out there, I'd probably still play it, but there were a lot of 24s, so be sure, uh, be sure to search around for that number. All right, let's kick it to Mignana. Let's talk college football. We discussed this game with them all. We discussed this game with Scott Seidenberg, and I'm going to discuss it again, Oklahoma and Baylor. The Sooners, I am laying five in the hook tomorrow. Oklahoma's coming off their bye week, and Baylor's coming off a 30-28 to loss at TCU. It's two respectable defenses, right? But the advantage to me goes with the Sooners in the ground game. They're limiting opponents to just 111 rushing yards per game. Conversely, Baylor is an offense that relies a little bit more so on that ground attack. So if the Sooners can stop them early enough, I think the advantage is going to clearly be with Oklahoma. And we keep talking about it with everybody we discuss this game with. The Sooners have looked better. They just haven't begun the recognition for it because they looked so bad when they were barely winning at the beginning of the year. But they're averaging 15.4 as their winning margin the last five games. Okay, I get Baylor's a different opponent. You're on the road. I understand all that. But under a touchdown, I do think Oklahoma is the correct play, and that's what I'm going with. Oklahoma laying five and a half on the road against Baylor for a lone college football play tomorrow. All right, then NFL for the plays we have not hit on yet. I know we talked about a couple props at the beginning of the show, but I did have a teaser. And full disclosure, because I mentioned it with James, the teaser leg for the Saints that I did have, I put that in before the Camara play, so if it scares you off, completely understood. But running backs, as we like to mention, are the most dispensable group in the NFL where you can plug and replace. However, is a little bit different because he really gets utilized in the passing game with its inept passing offense that New Orleans displays. Nevertheless, the six-point teaser I did make, if you still want to follow along, I teased up the Browns from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5, and, and then the Saints from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5. 
Now, starting with Cleveland, we talked about this game or this matchup overall in terms of the teaser opportunity on, t on Tuesday with Teaser Tuesday. And at that point, the Browns would have been catching 7.5 because the number was 1.5. But if you get them, it's the same thing. I mean, if they're still catching 8.5, if we applied Cleveland catching 8.5 every single game this season, they would have covered that every single game thus far except for one. And that one game where they dropped to Arizona, what, 37-14 at home. They have an average losing margin of 6.8. Their emphasis is on the ground attack. I get it. No Nick Chubb. But what did we just say? You're plugging in different running backs. If you got a good offensive line, which Cleveland does, should be able to suffice. Dearness Johnson against Denver. Had over 122 yards. Did well in the passing game, too. Two catches, 22 yards. So the Patriots, yes, they're good in the passing game. As James Salinas alluded to defensively, they're good at limiting that. But their ground attack is really not their strong suit. So if the Browns can run it enough, efficiently enough with Dearness Johnson, I'm not saying that's going to get them the dub. And relying on Baker can be tough. We'll see how he keeps going without OBJ. But I think they can keep it within 8.5 points. So I'm teasing up the Browns from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5. Look, the Patriots lane 7.5 or 8.5 rather this season. If we applied that to every single game, they would have covered that three times. But it would have been against the Jets twice and the Panthers once. The Browns are a little bit better, you got to figure, than both of those teams. So uh, they beat the Jets by 19 and 41, and then Carolina by 18. Browns are a much different team. Look to tease up Cleveland against the Patriots. And then we talked about it with the Saints and the Titans. Look, I made it before Camaro was announced out. He was questionable when I played it. Thought it was just one of those things where he's going to end up playing. But nevertheless, you got Ingram back in the mix. We'll see what he can do. We'll see what Simeon can do. But this is an odd spot for Tennessee. And I have you know, pretty much ragged on the Saints team saying they're they're an enigma, they're an anomaly. I don't understand them. I can't handicap them. But the more people I was listening to, the more I thought about it, I kind of like taking the points with the Saints. Not enough to want to take the three, so when it moved down to two and a half, I wanted to tease them up, crossing the key numbers of three and seven. If you applied plus eight and a half to the Saints every single game this year, if the Saints were catching that in every game, they would have covered that in seven out of eight games. Week two against Carolina, they dropped it 26-7. to They've got an average losing margin of nine at this point. The Titans, in order for them to have you lose this teaser, of course, would have to cover eight and a half. They've done that four out of nine games, average winning margin of 10. But again, you know, a majority of those wins happen to be with Derrick Henry. Last week, in a sense, was fluky. I mean, you think they're going to get two pick sixes once again? against the Saints team, maybe. We'll see what Simeon does. But truthfully, like James alluded to, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game, a strong lean to the under as well, under 44-and-a-half. But if it's going to be a shorter-scoring game, you got to think the more points you're getting with the underdog or the team that may lose, the better. And even though you're missing Kamara, let's see what Sean Payton can really construct here. Let's see how good of a coach he can be in this situation against this red-hot Tennessee team that the public is going to be all over, especially now without Alvin Kamara. Hopefully teasing up the Saints proves to still be viable. So the teaser that I am doing, Saints six points up to eight and a half, and then we're doing the Browns from plus two and a half up to eight and a half as well. And that is going to be another added play to NFL Week 10. But a couple plays I also wanted to discuss really quick before we head out here in basketball tonight. Not playing it, but a play to consider. We're always on here talking about betting on the Bulls. I would actually consider fading the Bulls tonight. Their team totals at 108 and a half on the road against the Warriors. I would look under there if you're curious about betting it. I know everyone in the Chicagoland area is, and they're probably infuriated with my angle. But the Warriors defensively are great, limiting opponents to just 102 points per game. That's second best in the association. 
The only part of their defense the Warriors slack is from mid-range. And guess what? Patrick Williams, who thrives for mid-range, he's been out. Vucevic on COVID-19 protocols. Big man from mid-range is out. DeRozan's the only one who thrives from there at this point, and it's going to be solely placed on him. So the Bulls have also been held under 108.5 in 6 out of 11 games. They're getting 108 on the road. Warriors have held opponents under this mark in 7 out of 11 games, allowing just 101 points per game at home. A little bit fade of the Bulls tonight. Again, something to consider. Chicago under 108.5 team total points against the Warriors. And then speaking of unders in the NFL, we talked about the unders for the Titans and Saints game. Consider it for the Bucs and Washington under 51.5. Both teams coming off a bye. Maybe Tampa Bay's defense resets a little bit. My fear for not playing it is that Tampa Bay could score enough to get you over. But Washington's offense is going to be inept. They're 31st in red zone efficiency. So look for that game to stay under 51 or 51.5. But overall, the plays we are rolling with, folks, the props we had earlier, Kirk Cousins under 274.5 passing yards. Austin Eckler, over 60.5 rushing yards. Will Barton over his points, rebounds, and assists of 24.5. Oklahoma, minus 5.5 at Baylor. And that teaser, if you still want to ride, teasing up the Browns and Saints, both to plus 8.5. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Enjoy the weekend. Best of luck. We'll catch up on Monday. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.